Welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast, where we interview everyday women making a difference in their lives and communities. From doctors to stay-at-home mamas, CEOs who work hard with no drama, this is where you come to dream and be inspired. Because at Dream Mentorship, we believe that every dream is valid. Here's our host and founder, Mac Jane Creighton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast of the Dream Mentorship Podcast. Of course, you know, I'm your girl, Mac Jane Creighton. And today we have a woman that I absolutely love, her heart, her passion, and how she serves people in her community and those around her, I would say her sphere of influence. Today's guest is Shayla Ford, and she's a wife and a mom. And, you know, of course, we get extra giddy when we have someone who has a spiritual connection. Her husband is a minister, and so we're excited, (laughs) as you can tell, (laughs) to be able to share that with you all and share her testimony with you all. So just a little bit of background, if you're wondering who Shayla is. She is the director of leadership programs at Focus St. Louis. In this role, she designs and facilitates experimental leadership development programs for women and high school students. The goal of this is to gain a deeper understanding of the St. Louis region, build a diverse network, and expand their capacity to make a positive impact. And that is super, super important. And besides that, her career in the nonprofit world spans more than 20 years with expertise in nonprofit administration and leadership, strategic visioning, program design from idea to implementation and youth development. If you're someone who is in the nonprofit world and uh, you've always loved seven leadership or mentorship, I think this is a podcast you want to pull out a pen and a paper for. As you probably don't know, Shaler uh, previously had leadership roles with the YWCA Metro St. Louis and NA. NWCP National Office. She has shared about her experience in Ghana. She has a bachelor's degree in African American Studies, as well as a Master of Business Administration for Fort Bond University. Okay, so I am going to stop, you know, saying all this cool stuff about her because I want us to get right into the interview. There's so many angles to her and I'm hoping that we'll have enough time to cover all of them. So without further ado, will you join me today wherever you're listening from and say hi, welcome to the podcast, Shayla Ford. Welcome to the podcast, Shayla. I think we're giving you an imaginary applause right now. I, I'm receiving it. I'm hearing it <laughs> all around in my room. <laughs> Women saying, yes, girl, go girl. Thank you for having me, Mac Jane. I appreciate the opportunity to come and share a little bit about my story, about lessons that I've learned, um, and to encourage other women and girls, because that's my heart. So I appreciate you, and I love your spirit already. I I feel like this is the beginning of something really beautiful that's beyond our imagination. 
Yes, I, I feel that too. I'm excited. I'm sitting down here <laughs> and I'm so, so excited. Okay, so we're going to start from the very beginning. As someone who has a lot of experience with nonprofit, being that our organization is a nonprofit, and we do have so many people who, you know, reach out to us through our mentoring program and saying, you know, I, I feel called to, you know, start a nonprofit one day, or I have a heart for serving, I have a heart for helping other people. Can you tell us, uh, you know, trace it back to words, was this something in your childhood that made you know for sure this is something you've always wanted to do or this is just something you stumbled on? I think yes and yes. And the reason I say that is as a child, I knew that I wanted to do something to help others. I just didn't know what it was. And I, I kind of fell into nonprofit work because I wanted to be connected to a mission of an organization. So all the organizations that I've worked with, their mission has called me in. So my first experience in the nonprofit sector was at the ripe young age of 2021. I hadn't even graduated college yet. And someone uh, invited me to be an intern. And that organization's mission was to help people out of poverty. And so it, it was just like, okay, I can do that. And the work that I did was important. And the first job in that internship was helping to deliver winter apparel, coats, gloves, hats, and boots to children in the area schools. And I was just delighted to have an opportunity to connect with kids and make sure that they had warm clothing. I'm originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so if you know anything about Minneapolis, you could the winters are brutal and uh, you, you could have uh, below zero as the high, you know, like below 15 below is the high for a day. And so that was important work to me. And as I continued to grow within that organization, I did stumble upon an opportunity to do youth service work. And that organization hadn't beyond delivering coats to children, hadn't had a program. And I began to build a program and put things in place. And so it was a wonderful opportunity to grow and to from there, like the expansion of my work in nonprofit got its beginning. So I stayed at that organization almost 10 years and then was introduced to the NAACP through a volunteer opportunity and then worked there, which then brought me to St. Louis to the YWCA. So there, there was a path, there was a plan all along, but I didn't know at first that nonprofit was it. But then I began to say, I want my work uh, and my contribution in the world to have meaning. So I matched it with organizations whose visions were in alignment with my own desire. Wow, awesome. So I like the fact that you brought up the, I, this fact that, you know, you, you interned and that was kind of like your introduction to the nonprofit world. We here at Dream Mentorship have tons of interns that work with us throughout the year. And I, I, I and sometimes even being in the school system, a lot of people don't see the importance of internships. Can you share, you know, one, two lessons that you learned from that experience and how now look at you, director of a leadership program, how that has led to where you are? Absolutely. That first internship for me was important because I actually started in the city hall and at the city council. And I create, I did the work that they wanted me to do so quickly that they said, we don't have anything else. So the person that nominated or recommended me took me back into their nonprofit and said, well, I need to find something to keep you busy for the summer. And then I just kind of kept 
I kept volunteering myself for other projects. And that's that that's what kept me. So the internship was intended to be one summer uh, and it turned into a repeat internship, which led to a job, which led to the start of my career. The lessons learned is be open to learning. You can learn from anyone and everyone in any sector. And so my thing was to learn as much as I could learn and to volunteer to do more. Because for me, I like to learn by experience and by doing. And so the more that I could be involved with various projects, then the more I could learn as a young person. And so my uh, lessons are, you know, show up, you know, to, to the internship with an open heart and an open mind to learn, develop positive relationships and build your brand. Like that's a, you know, a, a trendy word now, but I built my brand or my reputation by delivering on the things that were asked of me. So that that's, part of those lessons that I would share. And what that has meant for me now is that anytime someone would like to have a, an internship, whether paid or voluntary, I have made a way where I have worked in various capacities to create opportunities for other young people because it was such an impactful experience for me that I want other young people to have that experience. So I've hosted a number of interns over my career um, and some still keep in touch with to this date to just see how they're doing, how they're developing. They've graduated college, they've moved into their first jobs or they're buying their first homes or they're having their, you know, they're starting their families. It is a great reward to see them succeed. I absolutely agree with you. You know, that's one of the things that I look at. I was like, maybe 10 years, five years from now, we'll have a lot of dream mentorship interns. It's like, you know, get married, having kids, buying houses, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then we can say, wow, I remember when this young person was in our organization or, you know, they one day become directors or programs and organizations. Yes. We, we can look back and, and be thankful that we crossed paths. Obviously, you enjoy paying it forward through service and mentorship. And one of the things that you do or one of the things that are dear to your heart is equipping individuals to lead where they live, learn, work, play, and worship. And you leverage your gift and, and use your personal testimony to encourage young women and girls to pursue their unique contribution to the world. Talk about that. That is a loaded, loaded. Yes. <laughs> perspectives to look at live. So I love it. I want to hear right. about it. Okay. I will try to be as brief as I can, but give you the, the highlights. So my purpose is born out of my own, my own trauma. I was abused as a child, um, physical, sexual um, abuse. And it was from someone who was in my family. So someone that I should have been able to trust, but I could not. And when I finally decided that I needed to leave that situation and, and tell the, the big secret, it was really hard. You know, who believes you? Some people don't. So I, my, my, to your listeners, if anyone ever tells you that they're in an abusive or hurtful relationship, please believe them and offer them the support. But I had some great people that offered me support. And from that, it really put me on a path to decide that what happened to me does not have to define me unless I allow it to. And so my mission's work has become encourage girls and women 
who have had hard experiences or hard lives, and some maybe not so hard, but that I could be an, an encouragement. I could be a model for them that no matter where you come from, good things can happen for you. And there's something that you have that is unique to offer back to the world. So for me, because of my experience, and although I don't, I would never wish it on anyone, I know that it has helped me to become the woman that I am. I also am a believer in God. And so my faith has kept me anchored through this whole time, even through the abuse of my childhood. But I have learn to stand firm that who I am and whose I am is more important than anything else. And if I can be an encouragement to someone else to understand what is that gift that is inside of them, what is the purpose for their life and for them being here, how do they find that out? I believe the answer is within, but oftentimes we, we don't look at the answer or we don't believe that it could be us because of what we've been through or the choices we've made. Um, so sometimes it's not about what's happened to you. Sometimes it's about the choices we make and we think I've made such a mistake. I'm so bad. I'm so this, I'm so that, that I could never do these things. And so my encouragement always is don't count yourself out, bet on you and take the time to heal, take the time to do the reflective internal work and then get busy about the thing that sets your soul on fire. So I, for me, that's that's what I get to do. And so when I think about the leadership role that I have right now, it yes, I'm developing leaders to give back to our city, give back to our region through their service. But I'm like, your service is part of your gift. And so when you understand that you have a gift to advocate or you have a gift to encourage, or you have a gift with a particular background in math or health or science, whatever that is, there's something that you have inside of you that once you unlock that, that is the gift that you give to others through your service. And so for me, part of mine is the encouragement for people to understand who they are and what their purpose is, and that they get busy about that work, right? Wow. So. I, I I, there's it. so much more in there, but I'm like, let me stop there to see if there's a question or a thought. Yes, I do. I can go on for days. I'm a talker, so I'm, I'm trying to like make sure that I don't over talk or talk too long, but that you'll get a chance to ask me some of those questions that may come up. Um, oh, no, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm excited just because with Dream Mentorship, our summer program, which is a dream of experience, part of what we do is having our mentees take a lot of assessments. And okay. one of those assessments is a spiritual gift test, uh, which mm. a lot of people don't even know exists. Yes. And we teach them on how that connects to your everyday life. You know, if you're yeah. an encourager like yourself, how do you use that where you live, where you learn, where you work, where you play and where you worship? So I, that's why I wanted to hear your perspective. And you brought that up in, in, in you know, just sharing about using your gift, even in, in a secular setting. And, and that brings me to a question because, you know, you are a person who designs and facilitates a leadership programs for women and high schoolers how how can someone listening to this podcast say okay I hear you Shayla I, I don't even know my gift and I'm hearing about spiritual gift for the first time or I'm not even a Christian 
often. So mm-hmm. how what what are you talking about about gifts and all this stuff? It sounds cool. I want to know about it. Uh, what would you you know from a leadership point of view and just from your experience in your role? What would you say to them? What I would say is that um, so I might also call your gifts your strengths. I might also call your gifts, your unique personality, makeup, and preferences. I might also call your gift those things that come so very easy to you. Um, You know, we might call them abilities, right? And so I, you know, just because you said that, and I know that people, people are like spiritual gifts, what is that? I have created some things that help me understand how you're shaped with not necessarily putting the spiritual gifting tag or label on it. And I'll tell you how I created it. I I read the book, um, Purpose Driven Life. And at the time I was, um, I was doing some volunteer work at a local juvenile detention center. And I was able to meet with young women. And of course, you're not allowed to share your faith or beliefs with the women or the girls. And I met a young lady at, and it was odd because, and it, when I think about it, I'm like, it's never odd because I don't believe things happen by chance. But that particular day, only one young lady was in the pod. And she and I had an opportunity to have a real, you know, like heart to heart one-on-one because there was no other girls there that particular day. And she confided in me that she didn't understand why she was here and that like, it would just be better for her to no longer be alive and that she had considered many times to take her life and I was so struck by that and I said there has to be something that you know that you do well and that you're good at and literally that day I went home and took the chapters about understanding your shape in that book and created a workshop and brought it back the next day and I said I'll be back tomorrow and I'll bring something. Let's, will you be willing to talk with me? And so the next day I brought that back and I took her through those exercises and she began to see some of the wonderful things, the skills and the abilities and the things that she liked and the people that she was most concerned about. We were able to bring that out through that, that those little worksheets. And I also was never, you know, so then I, I and after that, that was the last time I saw her. And you were not allowed to have contact with those young ladies to share your, you know, like there's all these rules if you're going to be a volunteer in that setting. So I've never seen that young lady again, but I trust in my heart that because she shared with me and because I just went and was obedient and said, I know of something that maybe could help. Let me figure it out that I believe that her life was changed that day not because of anything I did, but because we had a conversation and she began to recognize in her, what are the things that make her get excited? What are the things that people come to her for? What would she do if she had no limitation? So giving her some opportunity to reflect was great. And so since then, I've just modified that particular, you know, those worksheets to fit the audience. So I've used them in my leadership courses and I called it finding your why but I've always attributed back to there was this book and this is where this was inspired by me and then I I meshed it with you know that whole thing that we're doing now about what's your why and I'm like 
It's about giving people space to think and reflect and knowing the questions to ask them for them to come to it on their own and then begin to pursue. Well, if you have a strength here or you have a, a certain group of people you wanna serve, how could you serve? Where could you volunteer? What, you know, like how do you, how do you give back and how do you influence the sphere of influence that you have? Like, what, what's the way you do that? And so just having those conversations. And at the end, I ask people to create the first draft of like a purpose statement, right? Because it's so important for individuals to not only discover what are their strengths or their gifts, but what is that purpose statement that can guide you? And, it, and, and I'm like, it's a draft because they're like, I can't do this. How do I know what I want to do in five years or 10 years? I said, that doesn't matter. Date it for today and know that your purpose or what you do with that can evolve. But let it start here. So I love doing that kind of stuff. I love doing other assessments, too. Like I, I am an assessment geek. Uh -huh. <laughs> you're you're speaking yeah. my love part of my yes. love language so i'm like yes. yeah <laughs> so if there's a, an assessment that i can find i'll take it to learn more about myself if i can share it with others i will i also am certified in the myers briggs type indicator and Yay. so i use that as a first level kind of way to help people understand their personality how do they lead how do they communicate and i recently was able to do kind of a a, a different version with um, my team where i work and it was amazing because we had like a 26 page report and it talked about how we lead and how we deal with stress and how we deal with conflict all these things and i just i was so excited that my leader trusted me enough to say, okay, you've never done this before, but you say you want to do it. You've written out a plan. Okay, execute the plan. And it went really, really well. It, it was exciting to learn new things about members on our team based off of an assessment I've been doing for years, but never to that level. And so I'm always excited about it. I'm just, yeah. so I think people <laughs> should take time, regardless of what kind of assessment, but more so take time to reflect and become self-aware because I believe that leadership starts from the inside out. You first have to lead you, right? Your first, your first client, customer, person you lead is actually leading yourself. And when you become self-aware as a leader, then you're able to lead, you know, with others or, you know, be a people leader. And then you're able to lead in community. Like it, it starts within and then it expands out exponentially. Um, depending on where you are and the type of leader that you are, like, it, 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 I don't know, it just, it's, it starts within, but then it, it is like a domino effect and you're able to be an influencer. Um, because to me, that's what real leadership is really about is about your influence, positive or negative. Um, it's not about a title. It's not about a position. It's about how you influence others, uh, hopefully for good. Um, yeah. and leverage, leverage them. So anyway, okay, I'll stop because I'm like, I'm no, I am grinning from <laughs> ear to ear because you are speaking our hearts. Um, the Myers-Briggs test assessment. Yeah. I mean, those are powerful assessments to take to get to know you, get to know a team. And we do that. And one of the things that you said, which interestingly, uh, as much as I, I do assessments and all that cool stuff, I've never actually written a proper statement personally. So this mm. definitely challenging me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to try that. So yes. I'm excited. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So we know you have a heart for seven leadership and you volunteer your time, talent, and treasure with various organizations such as the Women's Foundation of Greater St. Louis, Wrong for Women, and the Pam Kendall Regis Women's Mentor Program at Washington University's um, online business program. But I want to shift gears a little bit because you do something that I think some women do in their homes and they don't even count it as anything. They're like, oh, well, I just do this thing. You gather women together and previously hosted a monthly women's fellowship in your home for seven years and over. I mean, you haven't been doing it recently, but can you share a little bit about that and some of the lessons you've learned from that? The reason why I bring that up is there are women who are, you know, just talking about gifts and your calling and purpose and all these different things. There are definitely women who might feel like, well, it's not a big deal. I just got a people in my house. We eat food and we, we it doesn't make an impact, <laughs> but you've done it for over seven years. And of course, you know, your, your husband is a reverend. You're also a mom mom to your son Isaac and all of mm. that so that is common <laughs> not the pastor wife part but that there's a lot of women that either they have kids or they're like I want community I want fellowship I want this I want that and they don't count it as anything important so from your experience can you share some of the impacts of that and why it's important if God has gifted people to do that why they should do it Absolutely. Thank you for asking me about it. Let me let me back up and tell you a little bit about the story of how it even started. So my husband and I both worked for National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, also known as the NAACP. So it's one of the largest civil rights organizations in the country. And at the time, um, his job was going to be transferred to the headquarters in Baltimore, Maryland. And we had been preparing to make that move. I did not have a position and, and I was kind of winding down and preparing the place that I worked, the YWCA at the time, for you know hiring the person that would replace me and providing them with some guidance before I left. And on one particular day, I, I kind of said this prayer out loud and I said, Lord, if I wasn't leaving, I would love to you know gather with some women and invite them over and just you know, fellowship and just talk about like life and, you know, just, I, I wish I had a group of women that I could do that with. And, and I kind of just left it there and didn't think twice about it. Well, fast forward, we, we hit um, an economic downturn and uh, the national office that had basically said my husband must move or his position would be gone. Um, they said, you know what? Things are happening in the economy, in the world, in the in the marketplace. Uh, we're not going to force the move. We're going to actually have you stay in St. Louis and run that office, run your office from out of out of St. Louis that had already been there. Um, and we and things were changing for him, but it was like you're not going. So that meant I also had to go back <laughs> to my mm -hmm. job and say I'm actually not leaving. Like things have, like we were also selling our home and like we were on our way to close the deal um, so that we could prepare to, to take the moving trucks to the East coast and it all fell through. So I had to go back to work and I said, yeah, so something happened. The house is not going. And I, I think I need to keep my job. 
And my supervisor at the time kind of laughed and chuckled and she said, oh, great, this is awesome. And then she said, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like it was like, I'm glad that you get to stay. Oh, but how are you doing? And I'm like, I am, I trust God. And my prayer is that if a door needs to be shut, that he would shut it. And whatever doors he wants open for us, he would open. And so he shut the door for that move. And literally after that, I think within the next month, I gathered a small group of women and I invited them over on a Saturday afternoon. I prepared, you know, a meal or some snacks and we just began to come together. And it was a beautiful fellowship. And it, and it started to grow, not too massive, but I would say, if you know someone else, or they would say, hey, Shayla, last, last month was so great. Can I bring a friend? I said, as long as she's good with you, she's welcome in my home. And I said, once you come, my, my house is your house. And so we began to just continue to meet and talk. And then we added some structure to it. You know, we had topics or themes or, or we would be able to share our gifts if someone knew, you know, some great ideas about how to take care of ourselves or just whatever. Like we would just create those opportunities for that fellowship. And it was beautiful. And those women are still women that I'm connected to. We've, you know, we've had marriages, we've had families, we've purchased our first homes, we've pivoted jobs, you know, you name it, things have happened to all of us, but we, we always were there for one another and we made it a point to share praise reports. We made it a point to pray for one another and to just create that safe space uh, where we could have community and that we could talk about our faith and talk about our families and talk about our lives. And so um, I miss those days. And, and after I had my little one, and of course now with the pandemic, like it, it went from monthly to like maybe twice a year or quarterly, but I'm actually thinking the last time we did something was probably two years ago or three years ago now. And I just invited people over uh, for what I call just like a Christmas breakfast. And not everyone that had been involved had come, but we had a nice group and we just, we just had breakfast together. We had brunch and it was just great to just see them and to hear about where they are. And, you know, their children are graduating and starting their own, you know, like, it, like we've been together that long. And so I would just encourage if you have a heart for women and for a heart for hospitality, because to bring someone in your home um, is not always easy. Um, and it's not about if you have a fancy home, it's about if there is love in your home and there is a, 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 it's a place of peace. And when people come in, they just kind of feel like I can relax here. That's the environment you want to create. And you, you don't, you just want people to come, come as they are, enjoy a meal, break bread together, share what's happening in their lives and how you might be able to offer support if they want that, or if they just need a listening ear. And that's what we provided was that space for women to share their hearts and to receive love and receive support. So if you have a heart for that, do it. And it you can invite two people. You can invite three. It doesn't have to be even a large group, but open your heart and open your home. And and I trust that God will show you because he there was some specific women. He said, here, you need to reach out to them. And some people, like I didn't know for real, for real. I, just be honest. There was one person who became a very close friend, um, who I met at a, at an expo, like at a booth, right? Like, like an author, she, she was talking about her book and I just loved her heart and her spirit. 
And that was one person that he said, call her up. And I was like, I don't even know her. I have her business card, but I don't know this woman. She's going to say no. And like, you're creepy. What are you doing? You know? And she became like one of those faithful ones the first like two or three years, seriously. Like, and, and, and our relationship just became like a beautiful sisterhood. So sometimes it's not even people that you know really well. She was a stranger, but it was a divine encounter. That's what I tagged it. And I was like, we were supposed to be in fellowship and in relationship and in community. And God will show you who those women are. And when you're obedient, you don't have to worry about anything. You just follow through. You you be obedient and let God handle whatever else comes with your obedience. <laughs> yes, I love that. Unfortunately, this is where we end the podcast today. And I'm like, oh, no, I want to keep going because I still want to cover some stuff. But, you know, just as we kind of wrap up today, um, you share so many good, good, good wisdom nuggets here today on the podcast. And I really hope some people took some really good notes. But as we kind of wrap up today, I know in your spare time, you enjoy, you know, gathering friends and family like we just talked about. And you make art, which I love. I've seen the pictures of the ones that um, you've done or gifted to people. And I love, love that. Um, and uh, we're going to share a lot of that. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, you can head over to our Instagram page and you can see um, some of it we're going to try and sh you know, showcase them on our insta stories but if you missed it and you want to see some of it of, of course you can get in contact with us and we can connect you with Shayla as well for her arts and the beautiful things that she does she calls it hope art um, to decorate personal spaces with a positive vibe okay so as we wrap up today's conversation what are finer words or of encouragement i'll use the word encouragement because you're an encourager to women listening or even men who are listening to our podcast today and just heard your story and all the great things that you have shared today what i will tell you and it's it's a little it's a little note that's up it says let your faith be bigger than your fear mm -hmm. and there, there's a lot in that but all i will say is that if there's something on your heart to do, there's someone who you're supposed to serve. Don't hesitate to roll up your sleeves and get busy with the work. Fear is going to come, but it is the groundwork for courageous bravery to step into all that you have been designed and purposed and called to do. So let your faith be bigger than your fear. All right, people, let your faith be bigger than your fear. I like it. We're, we're heading out with a band right there. <laughs> so you heard it. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, one of the things you can do is to see if your faith is bigger than that. If your faith is bigger than it, it's going to be all right. It's going to be Absolutely. okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank you so much, Shayla, for joining us on today's podcast. I am absolutely loving our conversation today, and I do not want this to end. <laughs> so <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and, and asking some really great thoughtful questions to let me kind of reflect back on just on my life and what God has allowed me to be able to do. So he gets the glory always for everything. So thank you so much for the invite and the opportunity. 
Of course. Thank you everyone for listening to our podcast today. I hope this was really inspiring and encouraging at the same time to you. If you enjoyed any part of this or you want to even take any of the assessments that uh, Shayla talked about today, we have a lot of those resources available for you so we can help. Uh, if you don't know what your purpose is or what your why, your gift, any of that stuff, you have questions about it, a Dream Up experience is just for that. And even just coming up is our women's conference, which is called Dream and Brunch. If you head over to our website, we have a lineup of leaders and women who would who are going to share their stories and just kind of inspire you and answer those questions that you have. So don't wait now. Head over to our website, dreammentorship.org, and get registered. And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at info at dreammentorship.org. We are always happy to hear from you. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, I remain your girl, Mac Jane Creighton. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening and going on a captivating journey of inspiration with us. If you'd like to learn more about Dream Mentorship and become part of the Dream Mentorship family, follow us on Instagram at Dream Mentorship or visit our website, dreammentorship.org. Feel free to send us a message and tell us what you loved about this podcast and our wonderful guest. This episode was edited by me, Evelyn Calvo. No matter what your dream is, we can help you make it a reality. And the first step is learning from other women living their authentic dreams. So come back next week for another episode.